Episode of the NRL All Stars podcast. This is Barnsley back for an emergency Supercoach episode. So I thought we'd jump in with a quick, just twenty-minute episode because got a lot of feedback about the buyer special that everyone loved it, which is great. But unfortunately, what we didn't do very well is talk about sells, and I recognise that after I spoke to a lot of listeners and have been helping a few out uh, with messages and things that I've been getting on Twitter and all the socials. So. I thought I'd jump on and do an emergency podcast just to quickly talk about the sells for the buy round as well because we didn't really hit on that very well. So I'm just going to do this one solo, 15 to 20 minute hit, and that'll hopefully help out with the buy round special podcast that me and Billy put out there a couple of days ago. So looking at sells. So with the trade outs, you're probably looking at a few different categories of players when we're having a look at them for the buy round. Really important because... It is a big strategic move on which players you decide to trade out, uh, which ones you decide to hold. The first group, though, is a really easy one. So obviously, you're going to have a lot of players who have just done their job. So when we're having a look at Supercoach stats at the moment, for Market Watch, you know, there's a lot of guys like Blake Taff is the number one most traded out player at 9%, uh, Josh King at 4.4%, Tulalagi, 2.4%. Uh, these sort of guys, uh, Ilias as well as another one, these type of guys have done their job for the year. You can easily just get rid of them. There's no really reason to hold them. You're not going to want to have them for the run home. It makes complete sense that all these type of guys are in the top 10. Then there's a second group of players. These ones I'm going to call the sacrifice players. These are the ones who, in a perfect world, you probably shouldn't be trading out. When I'm having a look at market watch for the top players traded out, we do have someone like Ben Trevojevic, for example. He's got a minus 44 BE. Uh, Viliami Valia minus 20 BE. Both of these guys, I think everyone was hoping was going to be around and one of their numbers for the round 13 buy, but that's not been the case. So I think it's it's really hard. I think my rule of thumb normally is if somebody's got a negative break even, you need to try and hold on to them as much as possible. Now, it's not always going to be possible, but obviously the higher break even, the more you should probably try and hold on to them. So certainly, you know, I'm probably going to trade Valia myself this week. You know, he's a guy that we've seen has had a lot of games so far. He has played well the last two weeks, but he hasn't really got great scoring in him. He's made $76,000 since he's started having his price changes. So it's not quite enough normally, but I think because of his scoring, minus 20 break even is still a negative, but he could very well come out and score a 15-point game and not really make very much, and then he's got all of a sudden a non-negative break-even pretty quickly, and it doesn't really matter. So he's certainly easy to sacrifice. Um, someone like Ben Trevojevic, I would actually try to really hold him, because he's more than double the negative break-even that Valia is, minus 44. As soon as he steps on the park, you know, he's likely, you would hope, to start. You know, provided he starts... He should be able to make a reasonable amount of money the first time he plays, and the second time he plays, he'll probably still have a small negative break-even, even if he doesn't do well. And he's also got the dual status that Valia doesn't have. So Dravojevic kind of ticks a lot of boxes to try and hold. Now, if you can't, like, and there is a lot of teams that I've looked at where it's like, it's really hard because you've got to juggle not trading out guys that you're going to want to play in the round 17 by, uh, and not trading out guys that you're going to need for points in round 14. And that's really important because the the buy period isn't just about 
your round 13 players, you've got to really project out what's my round 14 team going to look like. Because if you hit that buy really hard, um, especially with guys that maybe have a different role in this buy round and then origin players come back round 14 and they go back to the bench, you might find that your team's really weak in round 14 and 15. It's definitely a juggling act. So I, I struggled a little bit myself trying to find which players I wanted to, to trade out for this round. Ben Travojevic, if you, if you can't find anyone else, then sure, you could do it. But I would just advise that you really need to look at trying to hold those negative break-evens as much as possible. The bigger negative break-even that's there, the more you need to hold them. The other thing with Valia, Ben Travojevic is due back next week, apparently. Whether he plays next week or the week after, he's back in the next fortnight for sure. Uh, with Valia, he, he's got a broken jaw. So... You could probably say he's going to be out you know, a reasonable amount of time now anyway, and you're not going to wait with a minus 20 break even halfway through a season for someone for four, five, six weeks like that. So he's a really easy tra- trade out. Isaiah Tuss is another one that kind of falls into that boat as well. Um, now, what I would say about him, look, he, he's actually scored quite well when he has played, uh, but it's, it's harder to see him having the opportunity to play in the short term. So that's probably the big deal with him. So he's pretty close to the top 10 most traded out players as well. Why I would say that he's different to Ben Travojevic and, and Valia is because he is someone who's going to provide you with a number in round 17. So again, when I was talking earlier in the podcast, what I was saying was it's really hard to juggle everything. You don't want to be trading out guys that you're going to be able to save a trade on for round 17 by having an extra number as much as you can. Tass is one of those guys. You'd imagine that he's probably going to play in round 17 or you'd at least hope. And as soon as he steps on the park, minus 26 BE, he's going to be a number then. You're going to make cash and have a number there without actually spending a trade. So again, um, similar to Burbo. Like I think him and Burbo, you'd try and avoid trading out if you could. Um, certainly Valia, you'd definitely trade out. So that's kind of how I see the cheapies that are going. Um, there's also other sacrifices too with, I guess, cheapies or cows that have made their money that have been playing quite well and you'd normally just hold them. So Will Penasini is a good example. He's a top 10 most traded out at the moment, right at the, the end of the top 10 most traded out. He's been scoring quite well, um, and he's also got a good draw. So when when Penasini comes over to out of this buy, he's going to hit the Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs is obviously a really good matchup for him. He's only got a 26 B as well, so he's got a little bit more money to make, and he's going to play around 17. So, you know, it's, it's a good draw for the Eels. It's also around 17 for him. You try and hold him. Having said that, you know, it, I, I think that there's not a def- definitive answer on a Will Penasini type of trade because he is a guy who you're not going to have on the run home uh, and you might need the cash for because he is 516000 in value, whereas someone like Tass is only two forty four and he's got a negative break even. Penasini is going to be a lot better in round 17. So you try, you try and hold him, but if you're going to upgrade him to someone that's going to give you potentially 100 points this week, like someone like Manu, for example. You know, Will Penasini to Manu. Um, certainly, if, you, if you've got if you've got Joseph Manu in your fullback spot and you can go Will Penasini to drink water, I think those type of trades make a lot of sense for this round still. So, yeah, that one's a bit of a juggle with Penasini. I can certainly see why people would sacrifice him to send him out. Different t- type of trade-out. Um, keepers that you could let go. Now, this one's really controversial, right? Because it's, it's a pretty big strategy during the bar round on how you're going to juggle guys that are playing Origin because they're all pretty high value. And look, we're seeing it on market watch at the moment. You know, there is quite a few keepers that are being traded out a fair bit. 
Katoni uh, Staggs could be argued as a non-keeper. I don't think that he's a keeper, but he's the 12th most traded out. I'd 100% trade out Katoni Staggs right now. He's not even going to play around 17 for you, provided that he doesn't lose his origin jersey. So I think he's a really easy one in market watch that you can just let go. Nicholas Hines, though, you know, currently 13th most traded out player. He's 787000 so it's a lot of money that you get to play with. Um, so I, I kind of get it. He's got 132 BE. So I, I think people are probably thinking that he's going to lose cash. The thing with Nico, though, and this is really important, is that you need to think about the Origin guys and how they're going to perform during the Origin period when they're not in camp. And Nico Hines is currently 18th man, so he's not actually going to play in the state of Origin. That means he's going to be fresh and ready for any games that the Sharks have unless that role changes. Round 14, he's coming in and playing the Warriors. You know, so if you think 132 BE is big... He's playing the Warriors on a Sunday night at 6.15pm, well after the Origin, and he's not even playing in the Origin. So it's it, it, maybe he'll go in as 18th man, but you think it's probably unlikely. That's a that's a captaincy option. Like, I would be captaining Nico Hines in round 14. So if you are one of the few percent of coaches that are currently trading him out, you know, I'd really rethink that. I would not trade out Nico Hines. He's a highest scoring player on averages at the moment for the season. Okay. Those are the type of guys that you do not get rid of. Round 15, he's got the Gold Coast Titans. Round 16, the Sharks hit the Bulldogs. Uh, round 17, he's obviously not going to play. So, But the next three games for the Sharks are gold. There's absolutely no way I'd be trading out Nico Hines. Even if you really needed the money, uh, I would try not to. Um, Talakai is another example. He hits a couple of different boxes. So I understand people wanting to have given up on Talakai. Um, but you know he's now only got a B of 80 Almost bottomed out at 557,000. He's obviously got his dual center wing status. He's got the same draw that I just said with Nico Hines the next few weeks, but even more, he plays round 17. So you're going to get to round 17 and probably at that point wish that you didn't trade out a month prior, Sifatalakai. So really have a think about that one. Um, I do think that there is some keepers that that can go. Um, so Payne Haas is um, 572,000, 71 break even. But I think the thing with him is that he's he's obviously not been scoring anywhere near as good. So I would much prefer to sacrifice a Payne Haas than a Nicholas Hines. Obviously, obviously they're going to be very different positions that you're trading in, though. So totally get that. A um, couple of other people that are keepers that are in the most traded out. The most traded out gun keeper at the moment is the third most traded out player of the round. And that is Harry Grant. Really controversial one. I'm actually trading out Harry Grant this week. I'll go out and say it, okay? And I know some of the other podcasts and everything have talked about it a little bit as well. I, I did it on, on Monday. You know, I was I was all set for this and, and ready to go on it because Harry Grant didn't play last week. And there's a when you're evaluating the origin period for Harry Grant, it doesn't paint a very pretty picture, okay? He's gone into origin camp with a groin injury. They've obviously cleared him, but he still carried an injury at the moment. He still didn't play last round. And he's going to play Origin, and it's going to be a tough game for him on the Wednesday night. He'll probably play 60 minutes off the bench still. So it's going to be a hard game. And then round 14, he's going to come and play the third game in the round on the Saturday afternoon at 5.30pm. I would be very surprised if he backs up. He already carried an injury in. They've already got Brandon Smith ready to go for the Storm and play at 9 uh, I just don't think that Harry Grant will play at all. And then all of a sudden, you've got two weeks in a row without Harry Grant and 810000 sitting on your bench. If he does play, I, I can't see any way, shape, or form that his minutes aren't 
minimised. So maybe he looks at 45, 50 minutes. You know, and it's a game against the Sydney Roosters at the Sydney Cricket Ground as well. So it's not like it's a really easy contest that you can hope that he racks up attacking stats in 45, 50 minutes. So I, that's that's one thing. Then when you keep looking through it, um, you can kind of look at, well, round 17, he's obviously not going to play. Um, round 18... He's probably he'll probably back up because it's a second last game of the round on a Sunday, so that's pretty good. But you know, overall, you're having a look at it. And you go, well, over this Origin period, he's probably going to play reduced minutes. He's probably going to miss at least two, if not three, games because you're counting the two buys that he's going to miss. And then he's worth eight hundred and ten thousand dollars. And the big kicker is that he's one hundred and sixty-six break even. So. There's pretty much no way that Harry Grant isn't going to drop in cash, and you could benchmark him against another hooker that's only going to miss one game versus his three, and they're, you know, any of the top few hookers are going to outscore him over that period, I would probably say. So he's a guy that when you evaluate it all, he's an easy gun trade-out, I think. Now, yes, there's risk. Harry Grant could come out and just play max minutes the whole time through the buy round, just miss the two buys, and he could score really well and go ballistic because he's that type of player. There is always going to be a risk, but one of the things in this buy round is every buy round you cannot hold every single gun player unless you don't have very many. And any decent teams have quite a few gun players, so you've got to make some sacrifices to your guns. Harry Green is my number one sacrifice of a gun. When you compare him to a Robson, and I mentioned this trade in the actual... Uh, Billy and me buy special podcast. Robson has a really good draw and he's scoring really well, close to an 80 average the last few weeks, and he's probably going to tear up this round as well. You know, he's a really good example of you can go Harry Grant to, to a Robson and he would be my pick, and then you're going to free up almost $250,000 to be able to make other uh, trades a lot easier as well. And then you can kind of put in, look, round 18, I want to get Harry Grant back. And I look, you might even get him back two hundred thousand less. Maybe it's a hundred thousand less, but I'd be surprised if you're not going to get him at a discount. Uh, and you could even just rent Robson for you know four or five weeks, and then get Harry Grant back in. And I don't think that's going to hurt you that much. So I think that that's a really good example of a, a gun that you can just trade out. There's when you're looking at um, market watch. There's obviously a few others that are, you know potential keepers like a, a Stephen Crichton. But any of these guys that are maybe keepers like a Crichton that are going to be in the Origin team anyway, I think that they're fair game just to get rid of. Uh, but there is guys also like Keon Kalamatangi, the 20th most traded out player at the moment. Kalamatangi's been quite good this season, and he's another one of those premium forward options for round 17. So, again, if they're ticking a box as a, as a gun, and they're playing round 17, then you'd probably want to try and hold them. You know, it's the origin guys that I think that you're really wanting to try and sacrifice. And I'd be surprised if those teams training Keon Kalamatangi out didn't have other options. Likewise with someone like Clint Gutherson, right? Like Gutherson isn't a, a rolled gold keeper for the whole season. But Gutherson's being traded out as the 24th most traded out player at the moment. You know, And it's not a huge amount of coaches, but it's, it's still enough. It's still a 1,000 coaches trading him out. Gutherson's got the Bulldogs next week, and the Eels players are some of the best options that you can possibly have for round 17. So those type of trades just don't make sense to me. Um, then there's these other group, the final group of players. And these group of guys, you're going to say, are, are potential keepers, but you can just you can just cash out and let go. You know, and I think that Isaiah Yeo is a really good example. So I, I'm trading out Isaiah Yeo this week. I would have just held Isaiah Yeo probably all the way through. He's been rock solid, averaging 66 points a game. But you need to look at these guys that are keepers, 
but you can go to a different option and it's not really going to hurt you or change your season too much. So I do think they're going like a yo to a kickout or a yo to a Olakuatu. I don't think that's going to be much different in the, in the washout of the season. But the difference is going to be that Yo's playing Origin and those other guys aren't, and they're going to give you a buy number. So you'll probably end up better off just just making that swap, and you can just run home with those other guys anyway. You know, those are the type of guys that I'd certainly be targeting to to get rid of. I think your number one target out of your guys that are potential keepers are guys who are like a Yo that aren't going to make a difference if you trade them out. Stephen Crichton not going to make a difference if you trade them out to someone else and and don't get them back in. Uh, then your number two guys are going to be guys that you know are going to drop in value and, and definitely drop in points in the middle third of the season, and that's your Harry Grants. You know, those are the guys that I would be prioritizing, aside from the junk that you want to get rid of, all right? So obviously there's a lot of junk, a lot of guys that are just peaked, like the Tal- Talagis, Kings, and Tafts, etc. You know, they're obviously your priorities. So there's some of my thoughts on the buy round sells. I'm sorry that we didn't get more of that into the podcast, but it's just really difficult. Um, because it, obviously it's an hour and a half podcast as it was then and cut down, so there's quite a bit to talk about. But look, hopefully this helped out a few coaches as well, just as a little snippet of advice on the selling and what you can do to maximize for round 13. The Talk and Footy podcast will be up tomorrow, so everyone can have a look at that one as well. Me and Luke Garrity have a look at last round of the footy. Um, we also run the comb over the origin teams and dissect those and what we think of them. And we also have a really good legend rewind that Luke really enjoys talking about because this is a guy that features on the Rugby League Cemetery podcast all the time, so he loves it. But certainly check us out on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Audible, and Amazon. We are everywhere. And certainly also jump on the sponsor of the NRL All-Stars podcast. If you like a pun, topsport.com.au. Have some fantastic odds. And if you create an account today, you can use the promo code of SC All-Stars, and I'll take great care of you. You can even... Bet on fantasy player markets with their player performance um, markets where they've got some points set up and you can bet on the overs and unders for fantasy point scoring. A lot of fun. Topsport.com.au. Get on them with the promo code of SC All-Stars. We will be back very soon with that Talking Footy podcast and we'll be back next week with another Supercoach podcast for all the All-Stars listeners. So until then, good luck with the buy round. Hopefully this little emergency podcast helps on the sells and look forward to chatting to everyone after we all have a fantastic buy round. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get